0: This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the
1: Block with Strick and Austin. Back on the block for the second hour. It's 3 p.m. here Central Standard Time. We are on the block. Blockheads, what's up? What's popping? How you doing? Soderham and Text Line for you is always open. Thank you for those who have shouted out Those who are also teasing me, those who are also celebrating me for a shootout, I appreciate you guys always and the wonderful conversations you spurn there on the Sauter Hammond Text line. Also on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, uh, YouTube, we can always uh, learn from you guys as well. We thank you guys for tapping in. But right now, in the second hour, we're going to talk a little bit about change. Changes are never easy, they're hard. Some don't like to make them, but sometimes they're necessary. So we're going to jump into a little bit of a discussion, and we would love you guys to tap in on the discussion as well. Do you feel that change in, in the sports of MLB and the sports of college football? Some would like changes in the NBA, uh, but change is necessary. I, I love put the potential changes that would emerge out of what XFL is doing um that that we could learn a lot from possibly as well there's some changes to come there but we're going to talk about it right now college football is finding and looking for ways to make changes to make the games a little bit shorter uh austin um how do you view some of those changes that are being made in college football right now um the discussions that they're going on about them and they're going to implement or do you think there's even more changes that can possibly be made in college football? And then we'll, we'll we'll move over and talk about others, but let's
0: start there. So, yeah, what are those changes in college football? For those that don't know, the first one uh, would be prohibiting consecutive timeouts. When do you see that? When you ice kickers, for the most part. So get rid of that. You only get the one timeout yeah. to ice them, and that's that. Okay, fine. Makes sense. The next one would be you don't extend the first or third quarter for an untimed down, which would happen on a defensive penalty. Um, you would play the down, and it would be clocked just to start the next quarter.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: okay, sure, makes sense. You know, get through it, get the game moving on. That's fine. Yeah. Here are the two that I think are going to require more debate. The first one is make the clock more NFL style, because in college the clock stops on a first down. Right. The new rule would be the clock keeps running on a first down until you get to the two minute warning, essentially.
1: Is that of each, is, half. Is each of each half? Yes. Okay, so not necessarily in the first, in the halves. Yes.
0: Okay. So the first 28 minutes of each half, the clock's going to run on first downs. But once you hit that two-minute mark, the clock stops on first downs. I like that. It makes sense. A lot of the the issue is, oh, these players are playing so many plays. Let's run fewer to reduce the risk for injury. You know, Make each play more important, put a higher value on Because if you're running fewer plays, each play just naturally becomes that much more important. But here's the thing, Strick. I think people want to see more college football, and more plays is fine. Yeah, you know these are college athletes in good shape, and we were kind of talking about this uh, on old school yesterday about the, the dunk competition mm-hmm. and why aren't stars competing? You know, if you're you're out on the field, there's a risk to get hurt. No matter how many plays you run, it could be this play it could be the next play. Who knows? So to me, limiting plays, I don't say is you know. Too short-sighted, but also with that risk for injury that's inherent in athletics, I don't think more plays is the issue. I think people want to see more plays because it's the action that they're tuning in to a game to watch. So I don't know if I love that proposal, but again, if college football is going to be the NFL's minor league system such as it is, sure, make them play by the same rules with the clock. Here's the interesting one to me. Uh, The clock would continue to run after an incomplete pass, once the ball gets spotted. So it goes dead, once the ball hits the ground, the ref gets the ball, spots it, you keep going. Mm. Clock starts. I don't know about that one. Mm. My gut tells me, no, you can't do that. That's not football. You throw an incomplete pass, you spike the ball to stop the clock. But maybe that's fine. You know, maybe it makes it more like an NFL... You no. Know, Two minute warning or two minute drill where you just gotta go. Gotta gotta gotta, and, gotta pick up the pace. Right. It'll encourage and reward those teams that are good at communicating, that are on mm-hmm. the same page, that go in with a plan. It would make it a little more hectic, a little more chaotic, and sometimes that can bring the quality of play down, but it's in those kind of scramble situations. You get kind of that, that boomer bust, right? You have know, something terrible is going to happen or something really odd that you've never seen before. Yeah, there's going to no, happen.
1: There's nothing like speeding somebody up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that you want to do in basketball is get a team to speed up, to get outside of a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It creates it, it, it creates, uh lack of comfort, I think. It throw the rhythm off. You know, it mm-hmm. throws rhythm off. And I think that's something that's possible. Let me throw this out here. sutter Hammond text line 402 464 5685. Let me throw this out here. Let me throw it to you. You ready? Mm-hmm. You sure? I, this is this is anyways, this so. is your shootout. <laughs> I'm ready for this it. is your shootout. Here's the target. Um, so check this out. I've been been watching XFL a little bit. Um, I love some aspects of it that just makes me it's intriguing to me. The three point play, put the ball on the like what is, the ten, 15, the ten is it the ten? Mm-hmm. Put it on the ten. Yo, if I'm behind and I'm in trouble, how can I figure out ways? Because really, the 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 game is based on limiting possessions the more possessions that you have the more that you can limit the others from having which gives them less opportunity to score unless they're just a big play scoring type of team right um but i like the fourth down and 15 if i'm down so if i'm down 21 points if i do a fourth instead of an onside kick Mm -hmm. if i can do something like that and land an opportunity to secure the ball again to get a run and get back into it would you guys do you think that is something that could be implemented to make the game a little bit more interesting would you like to see it more if you saw it would you like to see it in college or do you think the nfl would 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 be a place to do it what's your thought
0: i think it's fun i mean onside kicks are fun when they work the numbers just 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 work so rarely and like you said the math just doesn't match up yeah i mean it's a hail mary if that yeah so i think the fourth and 15 would add some more excitement You, you know make the defensive team earn getting the ball back because they just gave up and a you touchdown. Get it,
1: and you get it back where... If if you get the stop. Yeah, you get mm-hmm. it down there, so you're going to get field position. Mm-hmm. Say, so, hey, lock down, get field position. You can either blow the game open or let them back in.
0: Go ahead. But it, it makes the defense earn it, right? Yeah. An onside kick, you have, what, a 90-plus yeah, 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 percent yeah. chance of recovering? 95, yeah. probably. Make him get off the field. The offense just went down and scored a touchdown. Okay, you didn't get off the field. Here's a chance to do it. If you're not going to get yourself off the field, that's huge for the offense, right? They keep their role going. They just converted 15 yards in one play. Not nearly as rare with the way teams are throwing the ball, but still, fourth and 15, you get one shot at it. You have the perfect play call. have to have so much go right in that situation. So it's a boost for the offense. Um, I think it rewards the defense for getting that stop. Okay, you, you didn't stop them last drive, but you found something. The odds were in your favor at this point, but again, the offense just scored. They were on a little bit of a roll, so, you found a way to get off the field. I'm
1: mm-hmm. totally in favor of that. I think it'd be fun. Um, sutter Heyman text line, uh, please, if I'm not saying this right, I think it's Shaney. Um, Shaney or Shanny. Um, he says, the XFL has the same rule except the clock runs on an incomplete pass inside the two-minute warning. But the one he says, I agree with you. I, I, Shaney, it, it, for a change of, I actually do agree with you as well. Make it a little bit tougher. Uh, I would say 4th and 20 or 4th and 25 also.
0: 25 seems a little too late. I think that's a, that's why
1: I say maybe 4th and 20. I think 4th and 20 even is pretty difficult. Because 17? if you think about it, yeah, I, I think somewhere in between there. Because 4th and 15 is not it, – it's difficult because, you know, especially if you got pass rush and you've got guys that can play in quarters or you got guys – that can, you know, get in depth. It, it's it's only a certain type of plays, and it's kind of got to be a perfect play for coverage mm-hmm. that, that makes a 4th and 15, mm-hmm. you know, makeable. Right. So I don't know if it's easy, easy, but I think, yeah, I, I can say between 4th four, 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 uh, and 15 and 4th and 20, I, I can see that. Uh, but I do think you should make it a, probably a little bit more difficult than than that if you're talking mm-hmm. about an opportunity.
0: Right. Uh, Jesse on the starter Heyman text line says, why do we have to make rule changes just to say we changed the rules? I don't think there's anything wrong with the pace of the game. The way it is. Most teams are running hurry up offenses to get more plays, not slowing down to run less for safety. And Jesse, here's the thing you're on to something. And that's why any of these rule changes are fine. They're different. Okay. Whatever. I can take them or leave them. Most of them. But the real issue is that you get three minutes of commercials Every time you go to commercial, two and a half, three minutes, and that only gets worse as the season goes on. Cut commercial breaks down, you know, or cut the number of them. That's never going to happen because, again, it's all about the money. It's not about the game itself. But I would love if, you know, companies could find a way to reduce the number of breaks and just charge more for the individual commercials to make that same money back, to spend the same um, but in a different way. I I know that's not going to happen, but... I think for the the consumers, those of us who watch the games and, and want it to be about the game, the rule changes take or leave, fine, whatever, do or don't, I don't care. But I think we can all agree that commercial breaks are too long, and that's really what's slowing. College football games down more than anything
1: well, that's what Oak Valley Husker has to say. Oak Valley Husker on the Heiman text line says the games won't be shorter he's he kind of speaking to what you're saying. They'll just add more commercials, and I vote more football than commercials. so yeah, I mean that's 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 a way to look at it as well. That's what it comes down to yeah. um
0: Cornstash is saying that they'll shorten the game and lengthen commercials. That's the worry, yeah and again,
1: yeah in in there's always a give and take to it, right.
0: There is. The the little picture says, oh yeah, we have to, you know, maximize our revenue by adding more commercials, add longer breaks, charge more for them. And, okay, yes, I get that. I'm sure it's making a money or they wouldn't do it. But I also think that there's an aspect that a lot of these suits miss, and that's, what's the best way to grow our game and, you know, keep people interested? Make it about the game. Mm-hmm. Make the games compelling. Make people want to tune in for them. So, yes, you'll make money off of commercials, but it doesn't seem like anyone is looking out for the fan and the fan experience, or at least not to the degree that they should be.
1: Let's uh, let's move over and talk about MLB, um, Austin. What are, what are some of your thoughts about the MLB changes that are out there? Which uh, changes do you, you want talk to talk, talk about, about first? Yeah, because there is uh, uh, there are some changes out there, and uh, let me see here uh, some of the changes in MLB. I got them. I just had them right here. Gosh, darn it. Um, like, for example, base stealing. So they, they enlarge the, you know, the, the, the base mm-hmm. a little bit, and they're limiting pitching to only two step-offs or two. What they're calling disengagement. Yeah, some form of disengagement, whether it's pickoff mm-hmm. play or whatever the place is or, or whatever they, they attempt to do. They're saying base stealing is up. The only way base
0: stealing goes up, though, is if more guys get on base. I know everyone values on base percentage a lot more than batting average here, and that's not the point I'm trying to make, so don't jump down my throat yet. But I still feel like we're in kind of a boom or bust era of baseball where there's not as much emphasis on, you know, hitting those singles. Mm -hmm. So I think the increase in base stealing will come not because the bases are bigger and maybe a little bit because of the number of disengagements, but to me, banning the shift, right? Get more guys that can slap a single the other way get on base, let them run. Those are the guys that are going to steal your bases. Yeah, sure, you'll have your sluggers who are up there you know, trying to pull everything, hit 35, 40 homers a year, and you need guys like that in baseball. But shortening the distance between the bases by adding bigger bases, limiting the number of pickoffs, attempts, or like you said, disengagements where you can't step off every time you get your signs mixed up, you have to be selective about when you throw over. To me, Strick, what that does is is it at least opens the door to diversify the play styles Mm -hmm. in baseball. You know, it makes more types of players, more archetypes valuable, potentially. And that's good for the game because you need players of all different, you know, shapes, sizes, and skill sets to appeal to the widest variety of, you know, an audience possible, appeal to young kids that, you know, grow up differently, that look differently, that have different skills. If they can see someone doing what they do well on the major league level instead of, Seeing someone that doesn't look like them in body type succeeding if they think there's only that body type that's not good for the game.
1: Yeah, and so what we found is, um, you know, the average team stolen base totals of you know was eighty three. Uh, John Birdie uh, led uh, all baseball with only forty one. So there hasn't been a fifty a fifty uh, stolen base season from any player in the majors since two thousand seventeen. So you
0: know who that was? I think that was Whit Merrifield.
1: Was it Merrifield? I'm pretty sure it was with Merrifield. So that's something that they're trying to clear. Another problem has been uh, the change that they made in the first year of universal DHing. Uh, the batting average of all hitters across major leagues sank to two hundred to, uh, to to two forty three. Oh, I was wrong. <clears throat> it was uh, D Gordon. It was D Gordon. 60. Yep. Okay. So yeah. So that that's crazy. That's the lowest league wide batting average since 1968. So that's when they lowered the mound. Not yeah. Long after yeah. That. Yeah. So, you, you know, so sometimes changes are good. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to make it better. Uh, but I think the shift changes. I actually like that. I, 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 I like the, the shift change. I, I think it's just gotten egregious. Like mm-hmm. it's like, but that's scouting, though. This is what a guy does. Mm-hmm. This is how we get him out. Uh, learn to hit the opposite way. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's just so much just wait a little bit longer for that ball but you know if you're if you're if you're a home run hitter you know you that's a way to take away from the strength of a particular batter is to get him to wait a little bit longer you're going to pitch him so now pitchers are throwing him tight they're throwing him inside they're throwing sliders they're getting him to to basically bite on pulling that ball, they're not giving them. They're not giving them fastballs on the outside corner because then you know that's an easy way to wait for it to go and just take it opposite. But mm-hmm. so that yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that. Again, you're getting paid how many
0: hundreds of thousands of dollars, how many millions of dollars, and you you can't hit the ball the other way. I don't think it's that they can't. They have that skill. They don't want to. Yeah. They're they're not incentivized to. And that's why, like you said, you can't blame the teams for the shift. Yeah. They're doing what was smart. You know, yeah. they where they were allowed to, they played the numbers and more often than not, it worked it out worked. for them. Mm-hmm. And so when it gets as out of control as it's been, that's when the league does have to step in. And this is where Strick, I want to kind of turn this conversation around to you a little bit. Baseball is making these changes to, to boost offense, right? To make the game more exciting. Our big problem with the NBA has been that there's almost too many points. It's harder to play defense oh, on, on the NBA front. What? It seems like it's gone too far to to take defense out of defenders' hands. And again, some of that is the offensive players are just so I mean, good. some of
1: these calls are just like, "Come on, bro."
0: But how do you legislate defense back into the game in a way that there's still enough scoring, but enough that you can actually play legit defense?
1: That's a tough one. I need help. I need a tag. Heyman text line. I, I really don't. I, I really don't know. And 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 that's what's that's what's scary about it. It's just you know. Look, I think you did something. You made a change that didn't change the viewer. The viewerships is lower now than when it was in my in my time, mm-hmm. because yeah. people actually like. Let, let's be honest about football. People actually. Are getting more frustrated about you putting a, a hit on a quarterback, and you're getting these freaking uh, roughing the passer penalties, and you're like, what the what? Now, people are getting frustrated. I get frustrated on some of the interference calls, and you know, you know, a guy like a guy makes a good hit, and and you're like, what do you expect him to do? What do you want him to do? The guy caught. He's doing the best he can. I get frustrated on that. And I think people understand that defense wins championships. You can still track it and know that offensive minded only teams don't normally win. You got to look at their defensive ratings as well. those in the top five seven, ten they're usually the ones that are still there and 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 viewership was still up at that time when you had those staunch defensive teams like the New York Knicks and Miami Heat and you know um the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> I didn't throw that out there because I was a part of that. But no, um, but it was it was good because oh the San Antonio Spurs and you know it was fun. I think for me to watch it made it more interesting to me because usually your skill had to increase because they say better offense whether it be in football whatever sports you say better offense will normally be strong defense. There's nights where guys are just on. And that's just – that's that's the way I feel about it, man. I don't I don't know. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like those changes. And I don't know if there's a way for the NBA to make it better.
0: On to college then. Uh, someone on the text line, let's see if I can find it here, uh, for college basketball says, the men's game has to go to quarters. Do you agree? Why? Uh, to reset the fouls so you don't get into so you the bonus don't get the for bonuses? 16 minutes at a time. you got to get your – five I think it is mm-hmm. to, to get to the bonus and mm-hmm. so then you're in it from Each there. Quarter. so yeah mm-hmm. to, to reset the fouls and here's the thing Strick. it's the last group that's still playing halves every other league has gone to quarters I don't know if that's mm-hmm. a reason to change but if everyone else has why is college basketball holding out
1: it, it, it's a way of creating difference It's it's a it's just a visual point of a way of creating a difference, you know, making this league different than that league, you know. Um, I as a referee, the the females' game is the mechanics are just like the NBA, Mm -hmm. so college basketball and the NCAA and the powers that be always like to create something that looks they hate to be called. The sister to the NBA, they they want to be called their own entity, so that's where I think it probably won't change because they don't want to look nothing like the NBA. They want to try to differentiate themselves, even if it's better for the players. I I it, I, I don't see a problem with it, but it, it's it's just it's that it's that kind of ego thing, you know, to them. It, you know, they they feel like March Madness in March is the the culmination of the greatest part of basketball, you know, mm-hmm. I, to include the NBA, they think they're better. They they actually, <laughs> for real, they yeah. you know they, that's an ego thing. They actually mm-hmm. feel that we're better than the NBA because that's what we. <laughs> uh, that's what it seems to me, and that's where I think it's going to be tough for them to change. But I agree. I don't I don't see a problem with it. I'd like to reset. Uh, two more to to pick your brain about this one
0: from Brad back to the NBA call
1: travels. Is it as My is it as gosh. egregious as Brad thinks it is? It is the most egregious thing. That's pro- that's why I'm glad I did not make it in G League uh, refereeing and progress. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't do it. I I'm a purist. I'm like, look, I had to make now. There there were some sneaky ways that I used to get away with with traveling. Well, yeah, but you were allowed to, you know. But no, no, we no. They called traveling in our time. Yeah, you weren't around, but yeah. No, I wasn't. You're right. No, they 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 call there was just sneaky little tricks that you can do like for example, if I caught the ball and I knew my my pivot foot was established, I would just wait a few seconds and I put my feet together and I would switch pivot feet. Mm. Right? So there's just little subtleties, right? Cuz they're really not watching for that. But you could do stuff like that, right? But the the the, you, you go and watch some of the YouTube videos, the three, the four, the five. I remember the one where Russell Westbrook caught the ball and, like, walked for eight steps before he took a drill. I'm like, are you – what are you guys watching? It's crazy to me, the shuffling of the feet, um, the 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 super Euros, the James Harden uh, five-step, the achy bake breaky. <laughs> I, listen, man, it blows my mind. Uh, yeah. I'm with them on that call, that stuff. That that makes the game just like come on, man. It's such a basic such basketball advantage. thing. It's an advantage. Mm-hmm. Now, look, you can go and watch Luka Doncic's tape. They they killed Allen Iverson and it wasn't always a carry. Mm-hmm. But they took it away from him an advantage. You go and watch Luka, just go and you could probably look it up on YouTube. Look at Luka Doncic, he carries Every time he has the ball in his post moves, he hooks it, dribble bounce, hooks it. He uses it as a huge advantage. Okay, so we have crazy. a
0: baseball here in studio, not a basketball. Where's the point of the ball that you're underneath the ball, and where do you have it for like a hesitation dribble?
1: So, uh, so a hesitation dribble is if you have it and you have it to the side, right? Like, w- at what point there do you get underneath as versus long as, on the side? As, as long as you, if it pauses, like mm-hmm. if you you can have it on the side with a slight pause, but you can't hold it because it's going to fall. Right. But if you have it down here, you get that little extra pause, and that on a crossover, that little extra pause with the ball just kind of underneath your hand, you're able to watch what the defense does. Mm. And that's the advantage you're able to gain. So if you if you take that step and you've got your hand in there underneath it, and they, and they shift, then you can yank it, and then you're at an advantage. That's why they tried to take it away, but – Boy, Luka Doncic gets away with it like more than I've ever seen. A
0: lot of carries and the six-step step back. Oh, gosh. I don't understand. Like I get that you pick it up and you get your one-two after that, but they'll pick it up one-two, one-two, one-two.
1: <laughs> the James Harden super. Yes. Yeah, man. I, he killed. He killed the game. And then here's the crazy thing. That's where you get trickle down effect because it goes down to these young AU players, and then they would get mad when we're calling it. And I'm like, you're traveling, young fella. Mm -hmm. Now, guys have gotten better because if you let the ball stay in the air, you're good. Because if, if you have it in your hand and you step off, that's traveling in, in, by rule in high school and college. Mm-hmm. But if you leave it in the air, step off, then, then retrieve it, you're good. You don't have possession. Yeah, you don't have that possession. So, you know, some guys didn't know how to call it. Some guys let people get away with it. And now they're letting them get away with it a lot more. And it's just, yeah. Last thing for you before we hit our first
0: break here of the hour, the shot clock for high school basketball. Love it. It's in Class A. Finally. It looks like it's coming to class B. Need it. Does it stop there? Do you think it needs to go down to class C? Leave it at A and B?
1: I think you, I, I, because then it gets into finances. It does. So I think the lower you go down the spectrum, you, you're just, you're talking about finances Money. that makes it difficult for them to be able to do it. Um, if you but could fund it, it, you would have it across the state. Uh, but of if course. If you can't
0: fund it, stop it at B, stop it at C1. Uh, of course.
1: Of, see, no, probably no more than C1 if you're going to do it. Uh, but needed, definitely needed because it was just a crazy advantage. It was super Princeton. Everybody was super Princeton uh, <laughs> out there holding the ball. If you get a little lead against a you know a top tier you know uh, class A team, mm-hmm. you would hold that ball and you know and then you would end up getting frustrated and fouling or you know I hated it. Oh gosh, I
0: hated it. It was just a couple weeks ago, Strick. We saw a four to two game in Oklahoma. Four to two. Not not for a quarter, an entire game and yeah. 4 to 2.
1: Yeah, that's that's an atrocity. And then you're talking at top tier class level. That, that's atrocity. Shouldn't happen, it, can't. It happen. should not happen, but it does and it has and we've seen it. <laughs> is that a record? Is that a is that a, st- a nationwide record? I'd love to know. Tell me. 402-464-5685. Is that a nationwide ex- – but we've got to take a break right now, unfortunately. Great great discussion. Thank you guys again on the Saturday Heyman text line. We are on the block, 93.7 The Ticket. We'll be right back.